Balancing Point, Episode 28. Welcome to the Balancing Point Podcast, where we invite you to join us on a journey into the amazing world of professional ballet. Our guests will provide you with an inside peek into this exclusive world while offering motivation and inspiration on how to not only succeed in dance, but also in life. And now, your host, Kimberly Falker. Hello and welcome. My name is Kimberly Falker and I'm your host on Balancing Point Podcast. Before I get started, I'd like to remind you to stop by my website at balancingpoint.com. That's balancingpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E.com. I love hearing from any listener. Your comments, your questions are more than welcome and I'd like to get to know you and love to hear your thoughts on my previous guests or if you have any recommendations on guests you'd like to hear from. And you can also connect with me on my social media platforms, which is Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And my handles at all of those is Bouncing Point, P-O-I-N-T-E. I am very active and will respond quickly to any tweet or post or remark that you send. And as some of you are aware, I've been focusing on providing you with guests in the last week or two that offer advice specifically for those of you that are still knee-deep in summer intensive and company auditions. We're right in the middle of the season, so I know many of you are focusing on your summer intensive location, or some of you are actually auditioning for companies. So today's guest is perfect for this theme. Today's guest is 16-year-old Miko Fogarty, who has been taking the ballet competition world by storm. She's been in competition since she was quite young, and at this point in her career, she really has proven to be one of the top competitors. As you'll hear today, she's not only sweet and humble, but she's very appreciative of all that she's experienced and achieved. Now, not only has Miko competed in some of the world's top ballet competitions, she's also been winning, and so her accomplishments are quite astounding. Most recently, Miko competed in the prestigious Moscow International Ballet Competition and came away with a gold medal. Miko is perhaps most well-known among the young dancers of today from the movie documentary First Position. She was one of only six dancers chosen to star in this movie, and it has been seen by aspiring dancers around the world. She'll tell us today a little bit about how it felt to be in it and how much she enjoyed being a part of that movie. So whether you're a dancer or a parent of a dancer or simply someone who loves my podcast, I think you'll be duly impressed by Miko's interview today. So let's get started. So Miko, I've told the listeners a little bit about you. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, when and where you started dance and where you're dancing now and a little bit more of what led you to where you are today? Okay, well, um... I'm Miko, and I'm 16 years old now, and I started dancing when I was four years old. Um, I, like, my mom wanted me to actually be a violinist when I was little, and so she just put me into ballet as well just to kind of help my violin, and then I just really liked ballet a lot, so (laughs) I kind of kept doing ballet until now, and, um... Right now, I'm training at Indiana Ballet Conservatory in Indianapolis, and I also sometimes go to Japan a few times a year to also train with a teacher there named Gina Shikaru. And how did you discover her? Um, well, she's actually quite... She's like a famous teacher in Japan, and um, 
like a few like um I know some of her students that became like professionals like Misa Kuranaga at Boston Ballet and Fumi Kaneko at Royal Ballet and they're both really good so I just wanted to try her out once and she was I really liked her a lot <laughs> okay how old were you when you first tried her um I was about 11 or 12 so then you're in um, are you from Indiana or did you wind up going there? I'm actually from California. I was born in London and I'm actually British and Swiss. But wow. I'm, I know I, I moved to California when I was two and that's kind of my home base right now. But I just train in Indianapolis. And how did you wind up um, there in Indianapolis? Yeah. Um, well, last year, actually, there was this competition named Youth America Grand Prix and I was there. One of their competitions is in Indianapolis, and I went to that that regional last year. And then Indiana Ballet Conservatory let me use their studio, and I found out that like their teachers were actually pretty good. So then I went back like a few weeks later just to train before the Youth America Grand Prix New York Finals, and I trained with them for like a week or two before that. And then the the teachers were, were really good, and I really liked them a lot so I went back and I've been going back ever since so when you're there you live there um with like a host family or yeah well yeah we normally stay with a friend there okay okay so you just go for like chunks of time and then go back home okay yeah like before performances or competitions I normally go there to like yeah like to get ready so is your training kind of completely independent now you're not doing group classes it's all like privates um well I do both like well this is my schedule throughout the day I like kind of warm up by myself and then I have a private with a teacher for like an hour or two hours and then in the evening I normally take the class with like everybody else so I still do take group classes and then the kids that are in the class are they your same age or not or are you kind of with the professionals now um, they're about the same age as me, like, yeah, like 15 through like 18. So you mentioned, um, Youth American Grand Prix and that's, you know, I think that's where your claim to fame because you were part of a, a major motion picture, right? Yeah, I was part of, um, First Position, a ballet documentary and, um, yeah, that, that film is kind of about like a few students like preparing for um youth america grand prix and kind of just how they got ready and like what like like what kind of what youth america grand prix is about kind of and how old were you for the movie um i was i was 12 in the film okay yeah so it was it was it was like yeah four years ago (laughs) did they reach out to you or do you know do you remember how you got involved Uh uh-huh um the director bess she she actually saw me at Youth America Grand Prix the year before, and um, she saw me competing, and she just thought, like, she, that, well, she was kind of not really happy at her, at the current job that she was doing. Oh. <laughs> she was just kind of inspired to make this documentary, and then so, um, yeah, I was, like, one of her first kind of people that she contacted, yeah. reached out to, and wanted to yeah, she just emailed my mom and just said, like, could you kind of be part of this documentary that I'm thinking of making? 
And at first, like, we thought that it wouldn't be big at all. Like, we just thought it would just be, like, a home video kind of thing. Right. (laughs) Nothing at all, but, like, it's been pretty successful. (laughs) It has, I know. And then why was she there at the competition? Um, Well, she was just, I think she was on, like, a lunch break or something, and she just saw, like, a lot of ballerinas kind of going out (laughs) of this building, and she just kind of sneaked inside and watched a little bit, I think. <laughs> I think oh, it's just kind of very random. Because and... the film crew went into your house and everything. They kind of followed your life a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were, like, really, really nice about it. Like, of course, at first, it was kind of like, well, I, actually, I, I, I really liked the whole experience a lot. I It kind of cool, like, when they were, like, following me around. <laughs> you felt famous. <laughs> yeah, I know some of the other co-stars were, didn't really like it at, a little bit but I really enjoyed the whole thing a lot and um yeah the film crew came a few times to our house and of course during competition they were there like the whole time oh that's so neat and are you friends with any of the other kids that were in the movie with you yeah well um I don't actually know all of them I only know um... yeah I guess it was separated out wasn't it yeah yeah it actually was like (laughs) we never actually got (laughs) Never actually got to meet all of them, but I do know um, Michaela DePrince and Aaron Bell, and they were both. And of nice. course, like my brother is also in the film too. So, yes, yeah, he's still dancing. Your brother? Um, no, my brother's not dancing anymore. <laughs> he didn't really like. It, so he's just kind of like a normal boy, and he just goes to the normal high school. Yeah, he's in high school now. It's oh my crazy. goodness! Yeah, because he was a little thing. <laughs> Yeah, he was so small, but yeah, he's in high school now, and he just enjoys doing soccer, and he has to study a lot now, and yeah, just a normal (laughs) boy. (laughs) Obviously, with your schedule, you don't go to a regular school, right? Yeah, no, I don't go to a regular school. I I do online school, and um, I've been doing it since, yeah, like kind of since first position, like since I was 12, I've been doing online school. So that that's how you can like travel like as much as I am traveling now. And have you changed online schools or have you stuck with the same one or is it hard to find kind of the right fit for where you are academically? Yeah, it was at first I did this program called K-12 and it's kind of government based um, school and it's like a public school. So I just followed what everybody else was doing and we had like kind of just classes every day and stuff but until last year that it kind of got really hard because um like there are due dates every single day and I don't know like I was just traveling and I was doing competitions and like during breaks you couldn't even do school so I, I needed more flexibility in the schedule so I changed to a different program this year and it's called Keystone and it's I, I like it a lot like a lot more <laughs> And then with your um, schedule, is are your goals kind of a little bit different than some of the, um, I don't know, more stereotypical ballet aspiring dancers whereby um, is your focus primarily on competitions or do you do summer intensives or? Um, well, I think mostly for me, well, right now it's right now it's probably like competition, but soon, like really soon, I have to start thinking about companies too, like which companies I want to get into and which companies I want to audition for. So, like, right now, it's probably still, like, I'm still focused a lot on competitions, but, like, 
and and like in half a year, I'll start like already kind of <laughs> thinking about companies and which companies I want to join. And have you done any summer intensives in the past? Um, yes, I have. I've done a few actually. Um, I've well, this last summer I went to San Francisco Ballet School, and in the summers before that, I've been to American Ballet Theater. Um, I've been American Ballet Theater, Royal Ballet, Kirov Academy of Ballet, um, Rock School, and um, yeah. Yeah. So you have been to quite a few different ones. That's great. So are the goals with um, ballet competitions typically to, well, let me ask it a different way. Would would you say that their goals are for experience of performing or to ultimately hopefully get a contract through it? Well, for me, it's just for me to like be happy with how I dance kind of like I honestly don't really care about like the prizes and kind of like. Well, of course, the experience is like amazing, and so. But I think for me, I'm. I just really want to dance well and just my best at the competitions that I go to, and just be happy like with how I dance. Because like with a lot of competitions, like I've been really happy, and with some competitions, I've been like just so like <laughs> devastated that I couldn't do well. Kind of. <laughs> for yeah, my goal is that competition is just to like, just to dance my best and to just show the judges like what I can do kind of <laughs> but with um or kind of a random question but like with these competitions do you typically see like the same crowd over and over is it always changing you know what I mean like you're like oh gosh you know like in gymnastics and olympics or whatever they're like all right well it's going to be so and so and who's always at the top against you you know yeah, what I mean? yeah yeah um well when I went to youth america grand prix it was it was like that where you pretty much see those same people like every year (laughs) and you knew like pretty much everybody there kind of but I've (laughs) recently done like these other international ballet competitions in like Bulgaria and Moscow and normally I actually don't know many people there I only know like one or two people so if somebody an aspiring dancer has never done uh any of the ballet competitions is there kind of an age where they're too old or is there kind of that sweet age where they should try it? Or what do you think on that? Well, I know that probably the oldest age you could compete is probably like 25. Oh, wow. It is older. <laughs> yeah. And the youngest is probably like at Youth America Grand Prix. It's like the youngest is nine. So like there's a like, like a lot of time where you can still compete and I think I think it's a good experience to at least compete like once in your life and why is that because I feel like it's good to like um how can I say this just kind of get used to the pressure and just Mm -hmm. to know what it's like to to kind of perform in front of judges and to have like the pressure of performing and just to have experience and you've done extremely well with the competitions. Why do you think that you've done so well? Is it focus and passion, or is there kind of a certain thing that you think has been part of that reason? Um, <laughs> thank, thank you so much. But um, I don't know. Like, I guess it's partly like what I just said. Like, I've just had so much experience of going to competitions. Like, every year I've gone to competitions and um. With each competition, we learn something new about, like, right. how to prepare for the competition, kind of. That's and, true. 
we've like we've heard of better teachers at competitions and we've heard of different costume makers so like I feel like each competition like we learn something new and I, I guess just with all of that together it just kind of and are there kind of like little tricks that you learn like okay and it's always good to do this type you know like a certain thing on the stage because it's obviously different than a um, professional performance you know there's probably like little strategies that you've learned along the way huh um yeah well um yeah there's yeah those are the types of things that like you learn um when you go to competitions but I guess I always make sure that um that I have enough rosin kind of with me <laughs> and reasons oh, so sure. that you don't slip <laughs> on the stage because um, a lot of stages are really slippery and so and of, and actually a lot of theaters don't allow rosin too so sometimes you have to do a secret but <laughs> um, I always have rosin with me and that helps a lot because you don't you don't want to like work like for so long for so hard and just like to the go to the competition and just not dance to your best or slip or something because like because of the floor I mean that would be like such a bummer so I normally have rosin with me so you mentioned that that you've learned of like um better costume makers and such so the costumes actually make a difference in the competition I think so like I think it does I think it's a good impression kind of on the judges, especially if you have a nice costume. That's true. And um, I get my costumes from Japan. I've been getting my costumes from Japan for about, like, two years now. And they're they're actually pretty expensive, but they're really nice costumes. And with the prizes, when you win prizes at these competitions, is it just... um you know, trophies and such, or do you actually get cash prizes? You Well, with the... Uh, normally at the finals of each competition, yeah, you actually get cash. Like, it depends on how high you placed, kind of, like, first, second, and third. But, um... Sure. Yeah, normally you get, like, a little bit of cash, and... Which might help with the costumes? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, a little bit, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> how many hours in a week do you train, typically? Um, I train about, like, maybe, like, 25 to 30 hours a week. Okay. And then how many months do you train for any given competition? Well, for for this last competition that I did in Moscow, I went to Indiana about, um, about six or seven weeks before the competition. And I, yeah, I trained there. Okay. But I, I like tri- I like do ballet every day, so it's not like I yeah. Get it's it. like what most aspiring dancers are doing, but you're just doing it with a added bonus. <laughs> yeah, like having like extra privates and yeah, you know, like yeah. You, do you take the one like let's say you learn a dance for the Moscow competition? Do you can you take that same dance to a different competition? Yeah, you can. You normally can, um, unless that competition like gives you like a contemporary piece or something and they say like don't use this anywhere else then of course you can't use that but normally you can bring like the same repertoire to like different which helps because it would be crazy if you had to learn like different stuff for every different competition that's true (laughs) well that's what i was wondering so where do you see yourself in five years well hopefully in five years i'll be in the company and 
um, just enjoying my time there and kind of hopefully rising up through the ranks. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any dream companies that you'd love to get into or you don't have to say, obviously, if you don't want to? (laughs) Um, Well, I have like a few companies that I really like and um, most of them are actually in Europe. Well, I have like a British passport, as I said, and so it's easy for me to work in Europe. So (laughs) I would kind of like to work in Europe, like either in London or in like Germany somewhere because there's a lot of good companies in Germany that are like and but I don't know I guess just whatever company kind of likes me and kind of wants to promote me kind of like I don't want to join a company that I like but they don't like me you know kind of so I just want to that's good advice, yeah I want right. to join a company what that like like kind of likes me and yeah <laughs> So how has your family played a part in this whole thing? Is it Are they doing tons of travel with you, or are you going on your own now, or how does that work for you? Well, normally my mom comes with me and helps me, me out with everything, and my dad and my brother normally just stay at home. Yeah, they've okay. been so supportive, and I've really appreciated everything they do. But yeah, my mom comes with me pretty much everywhere. <laughs> it's probably a special bond you guys have, huh? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Do you have any specific advice for dancers regarding auditions for summer intensives? I feel like just make sure, like, when you, like, your attire is really good, kind of like your hair's neat, and, like, your tights and leotard and shoes are kind of, like, nice. Like, don't wear, like, shoes that are kind of all torn up or tights that have a run to them. So, yeah, that's the first thing. Like, just make sure you look very neat. Because I know, like, a lot of directors who who just kind of look like like the clean look. And maybe another mm-hmm. thing is um, just kind of enjoy the audition. Like, don't expect too much from, from like, yourself. And the just know that, like, the people there, they can't accept everyone. And just have fun, meet people, and, <laughs> I don't know, just enjoy your time auditioning. Yeah. And then with, with both auditions and competitions, do you have any um, tips on nerves to, to kind of deal with that piece of it? Well, for auditions, I normally don't get nervous. Like, I don't know why, I just don't. <laughs> I just think of it like a class, but with, like, people watching. So I don't really get nervous for auditions. But for competitions, I do sometimes get nervous. And... um but for me, I actually perform better when I do get nervous. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but, like, when I, like, kind of pressure myself to do well and when I kind of get nervous, I actually do better than when I just kind of relax and just think that I'm going to do fine. <laughs> um, but right. I guess just kind of um, just just try and think of the whole experience as, like, like um, just a really like a really good experience that will help you in the future and not not for don't think about right. prizes or the scores the judges give you but think right. of it just as a great experience of, to like meet new people and to network and to just enjoy just enjoy your time there and yeah just to have stage experience. that's true rather than worry about that it's nice to kind of appreciate even if you don't do well, then there's a lesson yeah, yeah, to learn yeah, from that. Exactly. 
I always ask in my interviews um, questions from actual aspiring dancers, and this one's from Shannon, who's in San Diego, California. And she asked, have you ever had a major setback? And if so, how did you push through it? Um, well, yeah, like when I was around 13 or 14, like I think I just got burnt out once. and But I just kind of kept doing ballet through that. And it was just so hard. And school was kind of getting like all behind. And I just, know I, I, I just got really frustrated and stressed out. But then I got through that by um, like my dad me and my dad went on a vacation for like a week and we went camping and then I think that just kind of gave my body and my brain like kind of just a rest and I kind of got to relax and kind of recuperate myself and just it kind of inspired me to dance again. Do you take much time off or do you ever take time off in your dancing? Well of course like when I have to take flights normally those days I don't dance but I normally dance pretty much every day. But yeah, like once in a while, I do take a few days off. So you don't really have too many vacations. <laughs> I guess you're traveling. Do you get to kind of sightsee when you have gone to competitions, or are you pretty focused the whole time? Well, during the competition, I'm normally really focused. Like, I don't really go anywhere. But after the competition, like, normally after the award ceremony and the gala and everything, I normally have, like, a day or two to kind of sightsee and to just explore the city that I'm in. So, yeah, that's normally really fun. Have you had a favorite um, competition city experience so far? Yeah, well, I went to Bulgaria two years ago. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. And, yeah, Bulgaria was so nice. It was in Varna, and um, it was right next to the Black Sea, and I got to go swimming in the sea, and it was just so pretty. And it was, like, so warm, and it was so nice, and everyone was really nice. So, How did you do at that competition? pretty well like I got the bronze medal there yeah it was so fun this this stage was so pretty there was like ivy it it was like an outdoor theater and there's like ivy like on the backdrop kind of I don't know it was just so pretty and you have to qualify for that one right yeah there yeah you, you have to like send them your bio and a few pictures and stuff and then yeah I guess and then they accept you to come because I um interviewed Chi Chow and he he spoke of you know doing that competition kind of it was very very descriptive in how just mentally challenging that competition was he was telling about how um they would you know it would be like the middle of the night and they're still oh yeah yeah that's true like, yeah we would start rehearsals at midnight and end at like four o'clock in the morning because <laughs> like with the lights and everything since it, since it's an outdoor theater to rehearse the lights, you have to, like, it has to be dark. And it only got dark around, like, 9 o'clock. Oh, goodness. And, and then at 9, it was the competition. And then after the competition, we did, like, rehearsals. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it was a really good experience. Like, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I bet. Would you not go back or? Um, I would actually like to go back. It's There's another one this year, and I might go, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah, so what's on your schedule for this year? Um, well, I just did two galas, one in Denver here and one in Florida. Oh, in Tampa, okay. Yeah, in Tampa. Yeah, I was just, um, in Chicago and one of the guests that I had was Fabrice Camels. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I ran into him and we were talking and he just said it was such a fun experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I got to meet, like, a lot of people there and it was really fun. So I just did those two galas. 
Okay. And then um, I don't think I'm going to do a Yosemite Grand Prix this year, but um, I'm thinking of doing like a few international ballet competitions this summer, like either like Varna or there's another one in Jackson, Mississippi that I might want to do. I'm not 100% sure yet. Yeah, it's it's fun to hear about all of these because it's um, it seems I don't know if you agree with this or if you know anything about it, but it seems as if the um, popularity of the competitions are a bit regional. And yeah, um, we live in the Midwest, and they're really not super talked about or done or spoken of. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> so it's yeah. very, you know, it's it's a very unknown. Um, world to many of the dancers in this area at least just where we live i don't know about you know the rest of the midwest but in in minnesota it doesn't seem to be you know the hot topic whereas in some other states um like where you were in tampa i know that um that particular ballet school is is does a great job of training their dancers for it yeah 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 Yeah, a lot of schools do like so much preparation for like ygp and mm-hmm. yeah for competitions uh, yeah. yeah um do you have a favorite quote or a motto that you use to motivate you when you dance oh there's a quote that natalia spova said actually recently it's actually pretty harsh like this is not what normally like americans say but she was like don't ever say like i can't do something just admit that like you don't want to do it or oh, you're too one. lazy to do it <laughs> <laughs> um normally like I, I wouldn't really say that to anyone but that kind of inspired me for like a few days <laughs> <laughs> well I sure like that and Miku thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it oh thank you so much Kimberly I really enjoyed talking to you <laughs> and thanks again for listening to today's episode of Balancing Point And I do want to thank each of you that take the time to listen, whether it's on your way to work or working out or whenever you choose to do it. Um, I just want to let you know that I check my numbers every evening, and it's really quite fun to see where you guys are coming from. It really and truly is around the globe. Last night I checked, and I have listeners from Guatemala, Nigeria, Latvia, Peru, China, and really and truly everywhere in between. Europe is a huge contender. Australia is doing great. And the U.S., of course, has the highest numbers, but I'd love to hear from you and have you let me know where you found this podcast and, you know, kind of if you heard it from word of mouth or if you just happen to be searching on iTunes. I think it's really fun to hear some of the stories behind the discovery of um, this particular podcast. And if you do want to reach out to me, I'll give you a shout out in my podcast and let you know, you know, where some of you guys are from. I think it'd be kind of fun to uh, do a little bit of a um, connection piece. And maybe some of um, the dancers might want to try and figure out how to connect with each other and you could learn from each other some of the, the things that you've done that has worked. And speaking of that, we'll get back to the audition theme. Tune in on Friday because my guest is Melanie Varga and she is not only the wife of Sabi, who is one of my previous guests and a retired principal dancer, but she also works with uh, Boston Ballet and she is oftentimes the one of the judges at the summer intensive auditions so what she's going to share with us on Friday is some of the, the kind of behind the scenes information that the judges share or how they look for certain dancers and a little bit of advice that I think would help you as you go into an audition whether it's for a company or a summer intensive 
So be sure to tune in on Friday, and who knows, maybe her advice might make the difference when you go into auditions this weekend or the next weekend. So I do look forward to hearing from you, and have a great day.